Welcome to Conscious AF. This is a podcast all about how to help you discover and live into your most conscious and empowered self. I'm your host, Joanna Dryling. Every episode, I will be inviting you to evolve into something greater than yourself because through your evolution, you can expand the collective and the collective needs your healing now. I am so beyond pumped to be here today with you talking about talking about how changing your language can change your life. Let's first take a second. There's a quote from one of my teachers, and she says, Carolyn Meese says, every word contains a universe. And today, that is exactly what we are jamming on, the energetics of language and how shifting them is actually, and shifting your your language is absolutely life-changing and will actually change the game for you in your space, in your life. Let me double check that. Yep, we're looking good. So let's first dive into energetics. Let's take a second to have a little bit of an energy 101 session about before we dive into how language can change your life. So everything is energy. Absolutely everything is energy on a like everything in existence on a totally molecular level is simply just a ball and packet of vibrating energy. And moving at speeds that like we with the visual eye spectrum can just not see. We just can't see it. And the way that we know our energy as individuals is through the filter or the lens, the sunglasses, the perception of what we experience with the world in all of its dimensions, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And so those pieces all together create the perception of the world, which is then our inherent personal energy, which there are energetic, there are different, um, there are different bodies within the physical, not necessarily within the physical body, but there's different bodies that is not just the physical body. And there is an energetic body, which is connected to the greater energetic body. And we're not even going to go down that rabbit hole today. But basically, This perception explains the potential you have for motivating and inspiring not only other people, but also yourself in terms of taking positive action and really inspiring purposeful action and achieving success. So that's kind of like the basis of energetics. And now looking dualistically at energetics beyond the fact that we know that everything is energy, everything has a vibration. If we talk about the different energetics, it obviously like moves within different categories, you know, like, um, so let's take a look at it dualistically, at least for the purposes of this conversation, we're going to be talking about anabolic and catabolic energy and taking the divide from that place. And so if we think about energetics as, if you think about your life and your energy as a hot air balloon, catabolic energy is this are the sandbags. It's the thing that's like weighing the hot air balloon down that's kind of taking it down a little bit further. And then if you think about 
anabolic energy, that's positive energy. That is the fire in the balloon that's making it go higher. And so when we have these different experiences of energy, it's like one builds and one contracts. One is actually like expansive. One is more empowering. The other one is disempowering. And we're going to get into that a little bit more um, as it relates to our languaging and not just in the like greater scheme of energetics. So let's at least just say that you can experience anabolic and catabolic energy at any moment in time. And at any moment in time, you're experiencing a myriad of energies. It's just how those energies play together. And the more you move up, the more, let's say, the more air that you have in your hot air balloon, which means you have more anabolic energy, the more, I don't want to say easy, no, I would say easy. Um, the the more that you're able to lead yourself, the more that you're able to lead others, and there's a dynamic movement forward, if that makes sense. So it's it's in those while all of these different energies have, and I'm not going to go into the deeper like in coaching certific my coaching certification program. I was taught seven different levels of energy and. Just for the purposes of uh, succinctness in this live, I'm not going to dive into them. But the higher, there's seven levels of energy, and the higher that you go up, it's very similar to the chakra system, if you know that. And so it's like the higher you go up, the more anabolic energy is, the more hot air you have in your balloon, the higher that you are, the higher vibration that you are, the more that you attract, the more that you are a magnet. And truth be told, when you move through all of these different levels of energy, each has their own advantages and disadvantages, even if we're on the bottom side of the spectrum, quote unquote. Like if we are talking in terms of like lower and higher vibration, which I don't really like the connotation of that because truthfully like that dilutes from the experience that it's like there is no higher or lower. They all have their own advantages and disadvantages like most things. So at moments, it's absolutely necessary to have catabolic energy, right? Our ancestors needed catabolic energy to ignite adrenaline in our systems when they were fighting saber tigers. Totally necessary for our nervous system to be able to have that kind of mechanism for fight, flight, or freeze. And the problem is, is that catabolic energy, although it has its advantages, over the long term, it's very, very detrimental to the system over the long term. And so if there is a long-term amount of stress, a long-term of like fight, flight, or freeze within the system, it just really dampens dampens you know and so this isn't really where we're so supposed to live since this causes so much stress in the system this is not really where we're supposed to live but we came on today to talk about language and how language changing your language can change your life let's dive in because this is my favorite thing so talking words talking words every single word has a resonance as well every single word has a vibration and even though it's not a physical word that is physical, like this mug is physical, it's it moves through your being and you bring it into physicality, okay? So you are the one who makes it physical. physical. And whether or not it's within this physicality or the verbal physicality like here, even the words of your thoughts, so it's like it's these are all things. So these become, 
especially the words of your thoughts, become the house that you live in in your mind. Your mind is a dwelling and it's a place that you create with the dwelling of the words of your thoughts. Like you create that dwelling with the words of your own thoughts. So the words that you think become the house that you live in. They become what's programmed in the subconscious mind. So if you can shift into more empowering language, you will and like find your disempowering language and shift to empowering language. It takes consciousness to shift this. But like once you've shifted it, shit fucking popping off, popping off. Yes. So this is where and how language really change, like how changing your language can really change your reality is because all of language really initiates and like originates from the thoughts and the feelings. And they convey these underlying messages around our system. And so just to reiterate that anabolic, like talking anabolic energy in terms of language, this is language that is centered, grounded, responsible powerful, healthy, and empowering. This is language that helps us believe in the power of ourselves and our own beings, that like this languaging instills possibility and solution inside of it. While as catabolic languaging is disempowering, it tears us down and it keeps us sick and weak if we continue to use it, especially in the dwelling of the mind. And so let's get super freaking specific here. Like, let's actually take a like second to talk about the difference and explore really what the resonance difference is. So if you have been hanging out in my parts for long enough, you know that I am not the biggest fan of the word should. Like, I actually think that the word should is the most awful word in the English language by far. Because if you're talking about catabolic energy versus anabolic energy in terms of language should carries a resonance of like pressure right like there's like a dampening that happens and it's it moves you away from really having the sovereign decision to do what it is that you're doing that like you say you should do right another really good example that I like to use is that of can't versus won't or um or that I, wait, I have my notes right here. Can't or that like, can't or I'm not willing to, can't versus I'm not willing to. Like, there are actually like very few things that you can't, can't actually do. There just there are a lot more things that you're just not willing to do. But the more that you use the languaging of can't, you begin to believe that then you can't do a lot of things. And then you get yourself caught into these little cycles of like, I can't do anything. But if you can remove can't and take it out of the situation, then you can kind of like alter and really, again, empower a more sovereign decision of like, no, this is what I'm choosing not to do. I'm not like, I won't do that. I am not willing to do that. There's a difference and there's a resonant. If you listen, there's a resonance difference between can't and won't. Like, yes. So... There are a few words that I feel like, other than those, that are like distinctively catabolic. And like need is a major one to me. And need, it's like need, like I need you, okay? Versus like I want you. Like I'm saying it with a little bit of different tone, but still you hear the resonant different of like 
that we need something. Like, I need this. Like, I need this thing. No, actually, you want the thing. And here's, I think, the greater distinction and, like, picture to me around shifting your language is that this actually really just brings us back to the actual truth of what it is that we're trying to express. That, like, when we say that we need something, it's nine times out of ten is actually something that we want. Like, when we say we can't do something nine times out of ten, it's really something that we just won't do. And so there are other words that I have been consciously shifting myself and taking out of my vocabulary because at the end of the day, if we really want to expand ourselves, we not only have to expand our vocabulary to which creates the dwelling that we're living in, remember, but also there are some there are some words that should just not be in the expansion journey. There are words that should just be taken out. I think I firmly believe that should is one of those words. And another one is deserve. And I know a lot of people have this idea, and this comes from my teacher, Carolyn Meese, that I referenced her quote at the beginning of this uh, live, is like, she says we deserve nothing. We are all, we are all whole and complete beings, and so we actually deserve nothing. And deservedness implies a level of self-righteousness, of like, I deserve this because I did this. Actually, you deserve it just because you're human and you're breathing. But like, you know, so that has been one that I have really been moving towards shifting because it doesn't, it doesn't have resonance to, what are the words I'm looking for right now? Like, I want to have something in my life because I want it, not necessarily because I believe I deserve it. Um, Because, yeah, there's a certain level of self-righteousness that comes with the word deserve that pulls us away from, like, again, just the sovereignty of what we're trying to do. Like, for example, I deserve a beer. Nine times out of ten, when you say that, you just want a beer because you just had something reckless, ridiculous happen to you. You know, like, let's just be real here, people, that there is a, um, let's just be real. That's really the core of all this language shifting. It's kind of funny. I did not realize this until I was tapping into it. So there's another one that I really also want to um, drop into. And this is not necessarily a difference in between, but there are some different things that like, and very subtle shift in languaging that can kind of open up the world in terms of expansion. And one in particular that I really moved towards when I was really taking all of what I'm sharing today, like super initially, like when I was beginning to work with this, was the difference between I think and I believe. So rather than saying that you think something, that kind of feels like shaky ground in a way, like there's not a solid foundation there. Whereas I believe is like, no, actually, this is what I believe. There's a difference between the I'm thinking versus I'm believing. There's something that you're holding to when you're talking about the sense of believing. Um, Very subtle difference, but like when you are thinking those thoughts in your head over and over again and like even expressing them to other people, 
this is kind of the culmination of my all of my notes, but the when you're talking and expressing and bringing words into physicality with other people, I challenge you to like really sit into your feeling in your body and the energy that you get when you say particular words. Because there really are words that are dampening to the system over the long term, especially when they're thought up here again and again and again. Like to give some like um, like reparenting, inner reparenting examples is like if you are using language of beratement in your head and like, oh, I have to do this and this is so annoying, how do you think you're going to approach your life? What about like if you, going back to the reparenting aspect, it's like if you, why not, why not shift that a little bit and say like, no, I get to do this. Like, this is awesome. Like I, or, or that I have the desire to do this, that like you have an incredible opportunity to do this. You don't have to do anything. This is a choice. And it, I, once again, I'm just going to be a nice little broken record. I swear. But once again, it's actually speaking the truth of what it is that you want to share. And again, I'm like, I keep on looking at this list over here and it's distracting me from actually continuing my thought. It's like all of these different words, they are just words and it is the tone and intention to which they're said that actually creates them into the physicality that I talked about earlier. And so I, I do challenge you to really sit there and listen. And the way that I learned to do this was just to watch my own wording and what I felt when the words were coming out of my mouth, to watch my brain, to see like what was going on, to check my thoughts. And any time that I felt like there was a like bummer word that I was using that I could feel was like deprecating to my system, I would shift it with something else. And I... I feel like I kept this chart with me for like two years straight looking at it because once I started tapping into it, I was realizing that like, wow, there is so much of our languaging as a collective, as a system that is very catabolic in nature. It's dampening in nature and it's what we've been programmed into. Like a great example is always and never. There are very few things that are like, it's the only thing that's like actually always true is that nothing's actually always true. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm having myself a grand old time. And like even the difference in between like but and and. Like but is not always a necessary word. And is usually like, like and is expansive, but is contracted. Like do we not, I don't know. Anyways, I feel all these energetic differences and it's like, it, it does take a very conscious watch of your brain. It, it takes a lot of consciousness to watch your own consciousness and see the words that it's using and see then how also those words that are repeating over and over again, because there are patterns. We really only repeat the same couple of words, you know? in our, I mean, not in our lifetime, but it's like in a day, as we move through the day, there's a certain vocabulary that we use. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could use our vocabulary as puzzle pieces to our own expansion? And that's really what I'm talking about today is like looking at your languaging and like checking out the words that you're using. Every word is a universe. So if every word is a universe, it has its own creation as it's being used, even when it is not in physical physicality in front of me. It is still physicality because it's in your existence. 
And so if you can take out the puzzle pieces and like look at the words and shift them so they're more empowering language, then like think about what the puzzle is going to look like in the final result if the languaging and the puzzle pieces themselves have a little bit of shifting themselves. Yes. So I feel like that was kind of almost just the tip of the iceberg, but that wasn't really just the tip of the iceberg, but I am going to close it out there today. And I thank you guys for hopping on and being with me because this is one of my absolute like all-time favorite topics to talk about because it's such a subtle shift. I Like I said, it's actually a lot of work, takes a lot of consciousness, but it's a very subtle shift that like over the long term has fantastic and like ridiculous rewards. Like I, I, a lot of my life would not exist the way that it is if I didn't take the time to shift my language and take those puzzle pieces and like remove the ones that didn't like feel like they were making a good picture, you know? So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this. I hope you have an awesome, beautiful, fantastic Friday and I love you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Conscious AF. If this message resonated with you, I invite you to share it with those you love who could benefit so that we can grow this movement. And to grow this movement even further, I invite you to rate and review the podcast so we can continue to expand this message. If you are interested in becoming your most conscious and empowered self and learning more about relationship coaching with me, I invite you to go to joannadryling.com. Thank you for being a part of this conscious collective. Thank you for doing the work to expand yourself and become more conscious to help the collective heal. Sending you so much love today and every day. See you soon. Mm-hmm.